Ever wonder what it's like in an open marriage? Join us in a fascinating discussion with our new friend, Little Ralphie, a burlesque performer and artist who's also polyamorous, as he shares his successful experiences being married to his love, who has a boyfriend. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Wow, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so um, we are cozy. Mm-hmm. We've got the Christmas tree lit. It's beautiful We've in got here. Coffee. Thank you. There's mistletoe. There's mistletoe. I got kissed under mistletoe. We you kissed did. you under I'm, mistletoe. We tagged you. I think you. that is the first time I've ever got been kissed under mistletoe, and it was by two girls at the same time. And I didn't, I, had, I just said, hi, how are you? Let's go under the mistletoe. We just, <laughs> instant chemistry. Nice to here. meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, T. Yeah. Where did you meet little Ralphie? Yeah, actually, I had the good fortune of meeting little Ralphie at a bar. you know and uh and we were chatting and it turns out we went to a the same theater school right yeah well yeah we taught we uh the same um well the same program you didn't go to right so it's this theatrical physical comedy yeah Yeah. lecoq yeah she actually she went to the the real deal lecoq in france i went to a uh teacher here in the states who teaches the same program yeah so it wasn't david bridell was it no, it's uh, Avner the Eccentric, Avner Eisenberg. Oh, that's a great name. Yeah, he's he's really great. So okay. anyone who's confused, it's this obscure little school <laughs> that does like ensemble, clown, mm-hmm. movement, theater, and uh, and it was created by a man named Jacques Lecoq. Mm-hmm. And actually, like Sasha Baron Cohen studied there, his yeah. wife did. So uh, it's a pretty cool program. Yeah. Teaches yeah. you a lot it's about not cool listening. Artists. It's not every day that I meet a, another clown. So I, I right. was. I went to clown. <laughs> David Bright. Anyway, this is a different David Bridell, I, 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 I took a class with him. I yeah. studied with him for a while. Oh, really? I, yeah. It's oh, the most great. terrifying thing ever. Isn't it? Oh, my God. You just get put up in front of a room and say. Yes. I literally, it. it was on my birthday mm-hmm. and I literally had to go up in front of the entire. He made us take our pants off. Oh, no. I'm not even kidding you. And I'm wearing, meanwhile, I'm wearing a thong. It's fluorescent lighting, by the way. So I'm like, not ideal. <laughs> but I'm wearing a thong. And on it, it says total fox. <laughs> and what? it's like the one time oh, I wear that pair of underwear. Was it like the last pair you had? And you were like, Probably. whatever. No Probably. one's going to no, see No, actually, this. no. I intentionally, I, it was my birthday. And I'm like, it's my birthday. I'm wearing my total fox <laughs> underwear. And I did. And lo and behold, I have to like strip in front of a glass. Anyway. What did the fox say? What did the fox say? I love that song. <laughs> um, I never had to take my pants off at the school, so it was okay. okay but but I often it's not creepy. It was a good exercise. Yeah, I don't I'm often not, wear know. underwear at all. So I've been in a couple situations. Where I know people, me either. Thank God I actually had underwear <laughs> on. Yeah, people are like, hey, let's go swimming. And I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> you care if I'm naked? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, just go in your underwear. And I'm like, that is a lovely yeah. idea. Yeah. That is I, a lovely idea. The, the the super intimacy that happens in clown classes, I, I really like it. Not because not in a creepy way at all, but because it totally forces <laughs> you to get, get out of your head. Oh and it's like, oh, I can just go up and give this random person a full body massage right now while they try not to laugh. And that's a fun exercise. It and, is a fun exercise. And now I have this connection with this person that, that I didn't, that have, didn't before, have before. Right. Which is, you know, what I bring to burlesque. That's why I... Excellent segue. Thank you. That's yeah. where I wanted we're this having, to go. Yeah, we're having so much fun chatting about everything. So clowning, but burlesque, very similar. No, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, so burlesque is, was um, an art that was introduced to me about three years ago. I've never met a male burlesque performer. And me it, either. Boylesque is actually a term. Boylesque. Uh, boylesque. And there are boylesque shows. Uh, there's a show called Meat Fest here in L.A., which is fantastic. 
is is it and it's not in the is it in the homosexual community more or is it no um i mean many of the dancers are homosexual but that's not at all a prerequisite i am not um (laughs) and there are uh you know there's some very very masculine dudes who get up there and do it not that that's a problem i'm just curious where i would find since i yeah wow so fun um yeah i mean the uh so the monday night tease is the show that i've been performing with and that's at the three clubs in hollywood um, the producer is Lily Von Stupp. She's been producing shows here in L.A. for... She has the longest constantly running L.A. burlesque show. Wow. Over 10 years, I believe. Wow. Yeah. I know so. where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Every, every Monday night at the three clubs. <laughs> Spicy. Um, do you... I guess I honestly don't have that much experience with burlesque. I've seen a couple of shows. Mm. I had the feeling that they, that they weren't maybe of the highest caliber it sure. seems like what's what's defining the, the craft i mean you're creating a personality a character i mean yeah there's a wide range i mean the the first thing that every burlesque dancer has to kind of push against is the image of being a stripper because that's right. just that's that's what we know of women taking their clothes off on stage or people taking their clothes off on stage is it's a strip show for me to ogle at you and think that you're hot well and i think dita von Teese is sort of one of the most famous mm-hmm. kind of on in a mainstream way yeah Exactly. Okay. And, and that's I, kind of like classic burlesque. And but even still in that sense there's there's theatricality to it. And I think that's the most important part. Um so, you know, we um um cuz is there storyline or Yeah, so yeah, the character for me is the most important part. And that's little that's Ralph. kind of what yeah, little it's Ralphie is my character. Um I was actually given that character. Really? Oh, that's very. They do that at Burning Man. You know, yeah. they give you your name. Oh, really? Like they, I was going to ask you, is it like a like a ceremonial where they um, discover w- <laughs> your inner sound of voice or something? Uh, it was more of the producer coming up to me and saying. Uh, this is a funny name and a funny act to go with it. You should do it. And I said, yeah, okay. I'll you know, you totally lo- have this little Ralphie look about you. There's something yeah. very you know, it, clean there, cut and pure, but like. I'm not wearing not. the glasses today. With the glasses, it's oh, uh, it, it kicks it up a notch. Yeah, you look. Uh, you'll look very. I'm trying to think of almost like the Do you guys kids' know a, a TV Christmas shows. Story? Yes. <gasps> this is little Ralphie. Oh. Ralphie is the kid in a Christmas story, and the character came about because Lily said, "I want to have a Christmas show, and I want you to strip from the bunny costume." From a Christmas story. Remember when he walks oh down the stairs because his aunt bought him the big pink yeah, <laughs> horrendous yeah. bunny costume? And that was my very first act. I got I ordered a bunny costume Hysterical. online. Hysterical. And it came out as little Ralphie, all like kind of shocked and didn't know what to do. And all then, innocent. And, and then the music hits. And, and then your wild beast comes and out. And the bunny ears come a flying. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> I sort of have this image of the way that you develop a character would be from like your inner voice almost. The way that yeah. like stand-up comedy is, you know, the best comedy is true to who you are yeah. at your core. I mean, And my you... inner voice is definitely a little kid. Is it, yeah, so are you your little Ralphie? Living, You're like, that's I've me. made a living being immature in, in most of my decisions in life and it's uh, served me pretty well. Oh, very good. <laughs> I'm, I'm a world-traveling successful artist and I am a kid. Very good. I, that's the most important part is to be having fun with it. And oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have fun every day. How um, yes. How naked do you get on stage? That's the question uh, I had. Yes. Um, do you are you in a little fox thong? <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, burlesque is uh, limited to no genitals, no female nipples. That is pretty much the the cutoff yeah. there. So you can do whatever else you're comfortable with. Some people just strip down to a T-shirt in their boxers or their bra and panties or even a corset. Right. Some people go all the way down to 
almost looks like they're wearing nothing. Um, and how long is an act? Uh, usually three to four minutes. Okay, like one so, okay, one cool. song or two short songs. Uh, a lot of times there'll be like a, a, a an introductory song that kind of establishes a mood, and then kind of a, a mood changing song to kind of kick it up a notch. Right. I feel like I was kind of pervy asking that question. No, like, like I how don't think so. How naked do you get? Well, because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in a situation too where most burlesque shows are in bars, and there's there are laws right. on the books that say you can't have full nudity and alcohol in the same venue. Um, and what that forces you to do then is, well, if if you're not just getting naked, then you have to do something else. Right. You have to perform. Yeah. Right. And my and inspired the best, imagination. The best acts are the ones where I just can't stop smiling. If I can't take my eyes off the performer's face, I know they're go- doing a good job. Cool. This is really inspiring me because I've always wanted. I'm a. I'm a. Da- I have a dancer background, and I've mm. always wanted to strip, but I don't like the environment of strip clubs. Burlesque is the most supportive world. Oh my god. Ever. Yes. I yes. Do. And then we can do an episode on a burlesque show. Yes. Let's do oh it. Oh my god. And she this has a first a timer idea. show. Lily has a first timer show. This she has is a school. amazing. You can go up and get can your graduation it? cap. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, we're definitely should. we're definitely we doing it. Do it. I mean, this is what our show is we'll about. We'll video <laughs> it and we'll and we'll like share it on our website. Totally this is about. Fantastic. And actually, we've talked about this. I have issues around not issues, but like I'm I'm not good at like performing sexuality. Like yeah. I I feel like She's I like, live in it, but I'm I went natural. I don't perform it. Right, but I I just am. Okay. No, but I went to uh like a strip a pole dancing class with a good friend of mine who loves doing it. And, um, and she's someone who you'd never suspect, you know, she's married to her high school sweetheart, like, right. you know, and so it's almost just this very opposite where I think people think I'd be more comfortable with that. And then the yeah. minute the spotlight's on me, I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> I'm like, what me? Sexual? I don't know. <laughs> so it's, it's just an interesting psychology. Yeah. Like they're two different things. Yeah. 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 But it's it's fun, I mean, to be able to embody that and push yeah. yourself to do that because I think you learn a lot about yourself. Absolutely. And the backstage, you, all, all those fears kind of wash away when you hang out backstage with the performers because they're just such wonderful people. Supportive and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My wow. wife does it too, actually. Really? Yeah. She did, that, she did it before I did. She started, uh, and I loved uh, going there and watching her take her clothes off in front of other people. <laughs> <laughs> Very erotic. <laughs> and I said, well, gee, I kind of want to do that too. Well, let me say this. I feel like that's not a given. You liked it because it was erotic. Like it was fun to see people get excited about her. Yes, actually. I I kind of assumed it was a given. But yeah, I guess. No, it's not. not. Yeah, Yeah. it shouldn't be. Um, Yeah, it it was erotic for me. It was um, exciting and not even just erotic, but like it made me feel proud of her. And so the eroticism kind of came later. It's kind of like that, like the pre kind of like flirting kind of a thing. It's like, wow, I not only think that that person up there is beautiful but and so does everybody else in this room but i know i'm going home with her later like that was yeah, so right. like exciting and empowering i really loved it cool yeah. i feel like that's an excellent segue to the other part <laughs> of the conversation your <laughs> relationship yeah. well that brings me so we've talked about it like i was i was doing an open relationship but i feel like you are kind of more successfully i agree. i've it. i've dabbled for a year as well mm-hmm. with sure right but i don't think i don't feel like i could say i've successfully right yeah it is very difficult for sure um yeah my my wife and i have been open for four years and have been 
she has been in a committed long-term relationship for two years and we've been living with him for the last year so you all live together we all live together and how long have you been married yeah. in total we've been married for six years okay and i mean technically 10 we, i mean we moved together, in yeah. right you, you know were we were living together we just got the papers you know six years ago pretty okay much. got it you know so we had our life together for for all that time okay and then the last four have been open uh, so after your six. The last four have been like explicitly open, right, I should okay. say, when we okay. kind of really came to opening up our communication. Do you feel like you hit a certain kind of a roadblock? This and is then, my question. Mm. Yes. Yeah. What what kind of cracked it open? And how did you know to go this direction rather than saying, I'm out of here. You know, we can't work it out. Um, what cracked it open was um, we were out one night with some friends and we had both gotten a little bit tipsy and she was flirting with someone else or like there was some flirting kind of going on with another person there and i i was excited by it and i like i I, (laughs) later i was like a little bit confused and like i told her i was like i think i kind of really like that she's like i think i kind of really like that too (laughs) then we went back to the hotel room and had like some of the best sex of our life yeah just the and two of you. Just well, the two of us. I have us, to yes. say, in, <laughs> when we opened... <laughs> that's a good, <laughs> good <laughs> clarification to make. It was just the two of us at the time. Yeah, this is not... You know, that's another thing. That's a question that comes up a lot is, oh, so you guys like into kinky sex? Yeah. Like, no, we still just have... You know, I, I just have sex with my wife. She has sex with her boyfriend. Um, you know, they're like, oh, it must be really erotic. I'm like, yeah, if you're into scheduling and honesty. <laughs> I have I have to <laughs> I have to say that's my wife's joke. I can't take full credit for it, but she's <laughs> allowed me to use it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, wife. <laughs> thank you, little Ralph. Well, I was part. going to say when I so in our when I opened up my relationship as well, that that was a discovery. It yeah. was like, oh, this is like you're saying erotic or kind yeah. of titillating this idea of being able to talk about other partners. And also right. you kind of learn things from other people. Yes. Yeah. And bring it back. I think I've become a much better sexual partner for her because I've for had sure. more experience. Yeah. I was she was actually the only the second person I'd slept with. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. I was we were very young when we met and you know so I've been with her all this time and I, I didn't have much experience and you know she had more experience than me but still only in her early 20s so right. you know how much really can you explore the world. I when I okay and this has actually been brought up in the, with the guy that I'm sort of seeing now is because he really um we're not committed because it's a little various reasons anyway Mm -hmm. so he knows that i'm but i we want to be committed we just can't at the moment it's timing it's anyway okay but so uh but my point (laughs) is that he gets aroused by hearing about you know my the stories of me and the other lovers that i have in my life right but i feel like it's this kind of catch or struggle it's like he's like i hate it but it also really arouses me. And it's kind of the same. Like, I get that. Like, I can, I will fantasize about a partner being with another woman. And it's, it's, it's a fantasy and it's fun. But then there's also this, when I'm actually in the moment, I do, jealousy does come up. Sure. And jealousy it, is like the first question or the first kind of concern that people, you know, ask me about. Well, how, do you, how do you deal with the jealousy? And, you know, jealousy... Uh, it's a it's a tough emotion. If if you're mindful about your life and you and you really examine y- your reactions to situations, um, you know you can realize how much culture has evolved so much faster than our biology. We have we have these wiring in our brain that's meant for a very certain kind of life and a very certain way of living, and we've kind of secluded ourselves in these boxes with our family, our little nuclear family, with the mm-hmm. wife and the husband, and we've completely forgotten about 
the biological needs of a community. Right. And, yeah. you know, I, the book that kind of really got us going was The Ethical Slut. Yes. Um, I also, that one. was also my first one. I mean, the thing is, more literature is coming out now, but yeah. I feel like around the time I started to, there weren't that many options. I mean, yeah. there were kind of a limited number of books. Even all this talk about the Bonobos, the Bonobo monkeys. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I think that's becoming like a trending thing. And it's sure. like, well, <laughs> they've been around for a while. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's like, I am a, I relate to a Bonobo, not a chimp. Right. I feel like there's chimp people and Bonobo people. Well, and it's not even about like I'm, having... I mean, I'm joking. Sure, sure. Yeah. But it's not even like about ha having to have lots of sex or needing more sexual partners. But I think the thing uh, that was brought up in The Ethical Slut was talking about you know, putting a lot of pressure on one other person to be your complete emotional, Everything. moral, physical support for your entire life. Like, that's just not fair to your partner. Right, right. And when we kind of like, when we first were able to express that to each other, we were like, oh, yeah, we both have a lot of stress and strain about our relationship. That's mostly about our guilt of not being able to give each yeah. other everything that we know they need. It's not like that I don't know her needs that I know certain needs that she has that I that I'm not very good at fulfilling yeah and having another person is great for that I agree you know and when I started my open relationship and I, I was coming from a very theoretical place because I had I, I was sort of opening up to this idea of um, I mean I was doing I was I was doing I was in the sex industry so I was with my and my partner knew it but um, I was experiencing connections with all these different not all of my clients, but some people like we had a really beautiful connection mm. and I'm like, Oh, it's totally, I, it's totally possible for me to love my yeah. partner, but yet still have these really great connections and really care about and even love to some extent, these other people. Sure. And so it really opened up my mind to maybe what's possible, yeah. you know, outside of the box of what we're taught culturally in terms of relationships. And, um, I totally just lost my dream. How did I just, how did that happen? I'm like, I, I'm watching. I gave you a weird eye contact. You did give me a weird, she's like, we need to go on break. Oh well, like, yeah, that was the look. So we're going to take a like, mini break. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to come right back to hear more about how we balance uh, a polyamorous relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and if it is good for us. And I want to hear more about the, the boyfriend living in the house. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes, so absolutely. you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. We're talking with little Ralphie. <laughs> uh, tweet us at TATalkSex. Or sorry, at .com. And Instagram, TATalkSex. Ah, break! You're listening to TNA Talk Sex, and we are back with Little Ralphie. Hello. The performer and artist extraordinaire. <laughs> oh, also has a podcast. Uh, yeah. uh, Midnight Breakfast. Right. Breakfast. At 12 a.m. Breakfast mm -hmm. on Twitter. Twitter, yeah. 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 I am uh, kind of on the production staff there. Yeah. Right. And they're yeah. a sister show, so you guys would probably love, meaning in content-wise and whatnot, you guys would probably love to, to check them out and hear them. Thank well, you. great comedy. Yeah. Leans yeah. more on that. And right, actually, right. I produced that show with my husband, and, or <laughs> with my husband, with my wife and her boyfriend, <laughs> which I have decided I'm no longer going to say my wife and my boyfriend. I'm just going to start saying my family. So Good. I produced that show with my family. Oh, yeah. that's um, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's clumsy to say it the other way, and it's not true or meaningful. Right. So oh. why would I do that? My, a, yeah, you finish your my thought. thought. Well, my, my thought we'll was that when I, because when I just note, just I wanted to note how I felt like opening 
the relationship mm. up and because I my partner and I were living in separate cities mm. I w- he was in San Francisco I was in LA and like we can't be there for each other all the time he's very sexual and I'm like look go play be right. you know have a girlfriend like you know and me too I had needs down here and I wanted I was young and just in a new city and kind of just wanted to meet people and explore and be free and and so I, f- I, f- I feel like my understanding was that it really is a very loving and generous act to to get over our own fears and insecurities enough to allow our partners to yeah. fulfill their needs in another Absolutely. way that we can't. Yes. I feel like the other way can be so grabby and possessive and, and, and born out of fear yes. with, by when we create these boundaries. But I'm still in conflict over this. I haven't I haven't fully incorporated this all into my right. life. But yeah. Can I add when I did my yeah. when I was in my open dynamic, um, we kept it pretty separate. I mean, mm. my partner was also traveling a lot. So I said, great. I have a lover that I see when you're out of town. And the lover was on board with that, too. He was like, sure. great. I'm the lover. Right. <laughs> uh, and and I remember having conversations with my main partner who I lived with um, about you know, he sort of said, well, maybe we do meet. Maybe we do. You know, I said, well, I don't even. Yeah. For me, it was separate. So yeah. I guess yeah. it was you, separate yeah. for us for a while. Um, so the separation, I got to say one thing. I mean, you were talking about like a long distance relationship and, and that There's kind of thing. There's a lot going on. <laughs> like that. The biggest hurdle for us wasn't her relationship with another person, but the time that it took us apart. Right. And it also was a struggle for her relationship with him. He actually lived um, about an hour north of us before he lived with us. Um, and so there were, you know, the schedule was roughly she'd go up there and spend two or three days with him and then come down and then maybe she'd go back up again for a day and come down. Um, she was babysitting her niece at the time. And the the biggest struggle was that separation and loneliness. You know, I'm not like a super social guy. I don't go out all the time on my own. I'm mostly kind of a homebody. I like, you know, sit on the couch and watch TV. Um, and so, you know, I got very lonely and, and it was the, the fear in that case, the, the, the emotion was more the fear of the unknown that she's gone and I don't know what the relationship is or what they're doing, Mm. you know, or where it's developing. I mean, I don't know what conversations they're having. I don't know how their, their connection is evolving. And one of the harder things at the beginning for me was to, when I came to realize how much she started to fall in love with him, that was difficult at first. Mm. Or um, scary, It right? was scary. Because you're going, well, does that mean yeah. I'm out? <laughs> does that mean I'm out? Exactly. And the separation just made that worse. But once we once we started bringing, and really for, for the last two years we've been living together because he's been staying at our house for like four days a week, and that would be her seeing him. Mm-hmm. Instead of her going up there and leaving me, he would come down there, come down to us, and we'd be a family for a few days. Mm-hmm. And... That just changed the dynamic entirely. Can I ask you, though, real quick, uh, what made you guys stay together, though? Because I think I feel like in a typical dynamic, mm-hmm. um, the you know, the person would say, well, I'm falling in love with this other person. Mm. I imagine, though, that it's like she's like, well, but I'm not falling out of love with you. Right. I mean, what, what was that? Us, con- what did she, what well, were? it was because we were so explicit about it beforehand. You know, when she, she came to me and said, I, I think there's someone at the you know, there's someone in Ventura that I'm interested in. I'm, um, and how do you feel about that? And, you know, we were honest, we had a conversation at the time. We didn't really fully talk to each other about all the implications of eventually falling in love, but there was that conversation at the beginning. And, and since we've started opening, the conversation always has been, but we know our marriage is the most important thing for the two of us, that that has to stay strong. 
Hmm. Uh, because but our, it's important to you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very important to us. Our 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 whole lives are together. We work our businesses together. You know, we we do everything together. And is was the chemistry still? Um, alive in that sense so that's the other fun little thing that i love Mm -hmm. about this is that our uh, love life has improved a thousand percent since this happening what was it like before uh we didn't have sex very often Hmm. you got tired we got well we just cut we got comfortable right we were fine just hanging out on the couch and not being very intimate and then just going to bed and it wasn't until we were forced to start talking to each other more and and I don't think that it wasn't again anything about the erotic nature of the the relationship. Um, I do we do talk about sex with other people in our fantasies, but it's not specifically about him. Right. It's just kind of a, a more general thing. Um, but the uh, wait, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Uh, the sex before yeah. versus after. yeah. So the sex before was just kind of very comfortable, um, but we because we started opening up more to each other, we became more attracted to each other we became because we mm. knew each other more and so we were actually talking honesty. to each other it was more honesty more openness and so there were the intimacy just developed naturally do you feel yeah. like also less judgment like yes, like absolutely. once you were speaking freely and had that permission yes. to say whatever the fuck you want yeah. without that person going i'm sorry what yeah you think what yeah I've always had the, I've had this theory that was born from my experience with my clients where I'm because I interviewed my clients. Um, I was very curious that I had all these married men coming to me. I was just curious. So mm-hmm. I, I would ask these series of questions. And one thing that I consistently saw um, w- come up was the element of choice. Yeah. And I wonder if when we get into a relationship, that element of choice is then taken away. Right. It's taken for granted that we're going to go to bed every night with this person. And there's no, and I think it takes away from the primal, um, the, like, the the hunt really, or mm. the the, like there's an assumption. There's I, an yeah. assumption. I and definitely, when I moved in, was like, okay, now we do everything together. Yeah. Wait, right. And then, or, oh, my partner's not here, and now I now I have a, a void. And now I have to decide what to do with my life. Well, yeah, but and I think moments. when we take it, when we don't have the power to choose, mm-hmm. I feel like that can really be disempowering to the mm-hmm. human being because sure. we are here to create and make decisions and be autonomous. Right. Willful creatures. Um, mm. So I so I wonder if that's kind of a part of it, too. So I, I always wonder, like, if I get married, for example, mm. I I kind of want us to have separate bedrooms or separate houses or something where it's so not assumed that we're going to spend. You're making a choice to spend the night together. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, yeah, and well, I have to maybe seduce a, you, you know, into my a, bedroom or yeah. something. Can I ask you? I mean, sure. this is with the almost more the intricacies of sure. now you're in this house together. Right. You're right. It seems more like a family. You yeah. talked about having like a calendar where you do scheduling. Yeah. Our, our calendars changed from a desk calendar to a giant wall calendar. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, what's funny is I feel like, you know, my relationship outside of wanting to open it up, all this suffered from our lack of ability to coordinate our calendars yeah. and really commit to saying, this is the grid. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest about the number of hours we have in the day yeah. instead of getting angry at each other for not Sure. We have a weekly meeting you. every week, uh, usually on Monday. We sit down, we erase the previous week's calendar. We put in, you know, put in his jobs. We put in my, our work. We put in projects we need to be working on. We record goals. on Monday nights. Our goals, yeah, we we do as a group. We do something called Self Improve Month, where <laughs> oh, all three of us fun. write down things that we want to do or improve about ourselves, and then we 
kind of help support each other through that. Now, I imagine, though, that there has to be, I feel like it takes very unique people to yeah. be able to engage in this altogether. Because if you have one party that's more selfishly inclined sure. or more fearful than the others, I just really don't think it would work, right? Yeah, that's, and we're, that's the only reason why this is working. I mean, we're both, him and I have both you know, expressed to each other that neither of us are jealous of each other. And, and in fact, something he told me early on was that he kind of has a weird, like, affinity for me that I've, that I have chosen to allow him to spend time with this, you know, amazing woman and, and he's fallen in love with her. Like he's grateful to me for that. And wow. Interesting. I love it. It makes my heart. Well, I was, yeah, big. yeah, it is. It does. Is there, yeah. I mean, was there kind of that early phase? I mean, to, to develop a friendship. I mean, did you like him? I remember actually this coming up, the idea yeah. of threesomes, which is separate from this conversation, yeah. but you know, with my partner and maybe he'd go, Oh, she's cute. And I'm like, I'm not into her, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like not my thing. And you know, and I'm yeah, going, yeah. well, what if the guy that's my lover, you know, they meet each other and he's like, okay, like, yeah. I don't know, you know, what this combo is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I liked him right away. I, you know, we got along, we had very similar interests. I mean, my wife has a type. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and yeah, also, as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, they probably would have gotten along. Yeah, we, yeah. we got along great. But I think that like when I think about the girls that my partners or ex-partners have chosen, I mean, they're all great people. They chose me. So yeah, exactly. like attracts yeah. like, so I can't imagine they're going to pick someone who's that far off, you yeah. know? Yeah, we have very similar interests, similar temperaments. Um, <laughs> we're but we're just different enough on certain levels that it's not weird. You know, he's yeah. he's definitely more masculine than I am. I'm, you know, so do, you, do you guys schedule? <laughs> exactly. Do you guys schedule who has what, like what night in the bedroom, or is that more we free flow? We don't explicitly schedule that because that's Cause a that little would be hard. that's a little too a impossible and b just like a little too in it. Yeah. It's more of a as the situation happens. You know, if 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 on a general basis she slept with me one night, she'll sleep with him the next night. But there may be situations where her and I go out of town together for two or three days, and then she'll have a couple of days with him. Or, Do you, is there gel? I I've always wondered about this. If it would happen with me though, if because I feel like life for me can be really cyclical, and sure. if someone has different personality traits, I might actually while this thing is going on in my life pull more to one person. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is again all more. theoretical because I haven't fully done this. But sure. would has that happened, or would there be? Well, jealousy? of course. I mean, you. There were at the beginning, just like with any relationship when it's new and exciting, there was definitely more of a, an excitement in on her part towards him, um, but never any less love towards me I have to say I felt the same in my experience yeah like I yeah it was like oh this is thrilling it's new yeah. so they're just entirely learning separate new things. feelings yeah, yeah but then I would come home and I was so excited to see this person that I that I love that I'm living with that yeah. I'm committed to right yeah it's interesting hmm. uh uh oh no it's just interesting I'm I it is it is cha challenging for me to imagine the being in the same house together and really balancing that I think sure. it would be great I, it is great I mean I'm, th yeah. think about it uh, wouldn't it be great to have an extra hand to do stuff? <laughs> yes. Um, when we babysit or like when my brother visited for the holidays with his two kids. Her boyfriend is great with kids. Um, he's, you know, he's a wonderful person. And so when we had the kids over, he was just, he was there to help. And we could do other things. We could help cook the meal and, and do all the other stuff that is involved in running a household. Right. And you, you guys don't have kids together. No. Right. I think that would be the next level. And honestly, I think that would be awesome. That's, yeah, that, that's <laughs> More people actually, to help. that's the one, that's the kind of the, the 
the struggle that we're dealing with right now. Is who, the gets decision, the the yeah, who gets to plant the first seed? Who gets to plant the first seed? It's a very difficult question. Maybe wow. maybe because you married first. I don't, you know, flip oh, well, a coin. You know, yeah. I, I'm totally fine flipping a coin or I, I don't know. We, have, we haven't decided yet. We're, we're right. both still kind of struggling with that decision. So I did wonder, and that's interesting to hear talking about it and going all the way with it. I mean, I think for me, I started realizing I'm not necessarily trying to start a family, but yeah. I was dating people who are, you know, well, like seeking it out because technically sure. they sort of fit this cookie cutter cultural. Well, if you think about stereotype it, stereotype, I mean, I'm going, well, actually, this isn't even what I want. Yeah. I mean, I, we weren't starting to try a family either. I mean, we, it happened just right. like with any relationship. I mean, unless you're explicitly saying I need a husband and you go out and trying to find a person, right? Like, I'm but going if you're just casually children. dating and then you find that this person is great and you want them a part of your life, right? then they become a part of your family. That's the way it is. Yeah put them in the fold on that note thank you so much for <laughs> sharing you. your experiences and thank your honesty you and if you like so check out the their podcast it's not about it's not a swinging podcast no no it's no. About it's a comedy it's a comedy podcast it's a conversation over food with funny friends okay great and that's it's really it. fun it's at 12 at 12 a.m breakfast but it's called midnight breakfast midnight breakfast podcast.com Okay. And uh, you're thank you, little Ralphie. Well, thank yep. you, little Ralphie. You can check out the burlesque with mm-hmm. what's sorry, Von Stupp, Lily Von, Von Stupp at the Monday Night Teas. Yeah, and we'll let you know when my debut comes out. <laughs> oh yeah, when we do <laughs> a, TNA, a TNA burlesque. <laughs> so excited! I'm actually really book. excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T, and I'm A.